Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Well, apparently, old FDR never heard of the stealth tax. Welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement with best-selling author and fiduciary, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. At the height of World War II, Adolf Hitler ordered hundreds of German warplanes to cross the English Channel and bomb the heck out of its arch enemy, England. And while many historians would argue that the German bombers were successful in reaching its intended target of England, German warplanes took heavy losses as their slow-moving bombers were easily detected by England's radar system and thus easy pickings for the fast-flying British Spitfire aircraft. Realizing they needed to come up with a better plan of attack, Hitler was approached with a new concept of a cup by a couple of aircraft building brothers by the name of Horton, who were confident they could build a plane that would fly much faster than the British warplanes and be less detectable by radar. This game-changing bomber, which luckily never made it off the ground, was referred to as the Horton HO-229. Today, we know this fast-moving and undetectable killing machine as simply the stealth bomber. And while the undetectable stealth bomber will have no effect on money that you're going to need in retirement, there is another sort of undetectable stealth tax flying around your money that will. Well, welcome, folks, to the Worry-Free Retirement. And yes, I am that little man in the sweater vest, financial stealth planning expert and fiduciary Tony Walker. And today we will be exposing an invisible financial force of nature and why the best defense against it is not more worry, but rather having a game plan to use and enjoy your money before it's too late. But first, before we get into the meat of our program today, let me introduce the producer of the Worry-Free Retirement, someone who never goes unnoticed, America's favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Aaron Orander. Good morning, Aaron. Hey, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing really good. And uh, we talked briefly, we always talk before our uh, scheduling of our shows, which today, by the way, folks, is uh, March 17th, 2021. And when I brought up yesterday in the meeting, we were going to talk about stealth bombers and the Horton 229. I guess you've been around me long enough. You're like, okay, whatever, Tony, let's see if we can make this work. What, What are your thoughts when I'm talking about stealth bombers? Well, my first thought when you said Horton, you know, obviously with me being a uh, father of young kids, the first thing I thought of was Horton Here's a Who from Dr. <laughs> Seuss. That was the first thing I thought of when you said Horton. So I'm picturing an elephant flying in the sky, and I'm like, all right, get focused, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting. Both flew in the sky, though. So had you ever heard of the Horton brothers, the engineers that created this 
Still, you actually probably heard? yeah probably at some point in school, but not enough for me to really remember a lot about them. I'd never heard of this. I was watching the Discovery Channel the other, it was about a week ago, and I was in preparation for this show because we are going to talk about something I call the stealth tax. We'll get into that in a minute. But I just found it fascinating. And I think what's interesting about that period of time, and uh, not to puff up Germany too much, but people forget during World War II, Germany had some of the top scientists and engineers in the world. That's right. They were, they were in fact, uh, now you history buffs listening about World War II, I'm, I'm going to expose my ignorance, but I was watching some other things and doing some reading. The argument is the reason America and Russia rushed into Germany was not necessarily to take over Germany, but they wanted to nab up all their engineers. You know, many of those engineers, some went to Russia, some went to uh, the United States, but some very, very bright people, unfortunately, of course, using some of their intelligence. I guess it was war, but enough of that. Pretty scary times back then. But since that time, Aaron, we have created in this country, what type of bomber? It's called the stealth bomber. Stealth bomber. And aren't we glad we've got that on our side? Let's yeah. be honest. Okay, yeah. yeah. So the stealth bomber, folks, the whole purpose of the Horton brothers trying to create a plane was so that it would be undetectable, that the radar could not detect it. And the problem is in the world of finance, folks, believe it or not, there is a stealth bomber. It's a financial bomber, but it is all over the place. You can't see it. You know it's there. And we'll explain that as we go through the show. And I call it the stealth tax or something economists call inflation. You've heard that word, haven't you, Aaron? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I've got Webster's Dictionary of Inflation, but take a stab at it. What would you say is just a good definition of inflation in your mind? Uh, to me, inflation would be the, the price of services and goods goes up for a number of different reasons. Most of them I don't even know. <laughs> That's very good. Very honest answer and very good. Okay, this is really important, folks. A couple of keywords. Webster's defines it this way. A continuing rise in the general price level, that's what Aaron's referring to, but here's where it gets funny. Usually attributed to an increase in the volume of money, keywords there, we'll talk about that in a minute, and credit, credit means debt, keyword folks, relative to available goods and services. So the problem folks with money, really and truly, this invisible tax we call inflation on our money is really, really hard to measure. It's very hard to detect. Uh, there's really no such thing as financial radar out there, but we just know it exists. And what happens is over time, as this money, uh, you know, the forces of inflation, the stealth tax keeps pounding on it, what it does is it creates what FDR called fear. Fear itself. And what I want to argue today, folks, is this fear that the financial world is imposing on you. Uh, especially Wall Street does this, that you've got to take more and more risk. You've got to save more and more money because in the future, because of inflation, you'll need more and more money. Now, on the surface, Aaron, that does make complete sense, doesn't it? Sure. Yeah. If uh, And I'm giving an example. When we come back, it's a great example on housing. But if you're planning for retirement, this is a retirement planning show dedicated to savers, by the way, folks. This is not a show on uh, history uh, or how to build a stealth bomber. This is a retirement planning show. If you are trying to plan for retirement and you have no clue what you're doing, you have no idea of how inflation works, and if somebody scares the bejesus out of you and says you're going to need more and more money because of inflation, would you say, Aaron, if you're 65, let's say now, 
that you would be probably a little nervous or scared to spend money now, right? Yeah, absolutely, I would be nervous to spend money. Because you think you might need it in the future. Because I think I'll need it later. There you go. So you're falling into the hands of the financial world, folks. Remember, you've got to understand something. The basic rules of the financial world, we're going to call this the golden rule of money, but basically the one that sets the rules gets the gold. And if one of those rules is inflation, this stealth tax, which is real, by the way, don't get me wrong, we'll, we'll, we'll flesh this out in a second. I am going to give you some good news in a minute. But if this inflation is real, and if they can cast enough fear into you, enough doubt that you're going to have uh, problems down the road affording things, you're not going to spend that money. You're going to leave it with them, and they're going to continue to make boatloads of money on your money. So how do we stop the nonsense? How do we set up a defense system to deal with this stealth tax? When I come back, I'm going to share with you a few ideas that are going to, I think, rock your world. And it falls right into my philosophy of live well, die broke. I'll be right back. Have you recently retired, been laid off, or offered a pension buyout? Has the company you work for moved, been acquired, or closed its doors forever? And finally, do you have a 401k with a previous employer you'd like to move to safer territory? Then take advantage of this opportunity to move your 401k or lump sum pension to Tony Walker Financial. Let's meet in person to discuss your retirement options. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com to schedule your free, no-obligation appointment. Let us help you today. During the height of World War II, with so much fear and uncertainty gripping the world, America's president, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, had these prophetic words of encouragement when he stated to the American people, Let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. It's true, you know, fear is a stealthy kind of thing. And I've discovered that we all have different things we fear. And this fear, in many cases, especially when it comes to your finances, is simply unwarranted and unjustified. Now, the fear in World War II that Germany might create a stealth bomber that would fly faster than our planes and be undetectable by radar was legitimate, but it never came to pass. So, too, are many of the fears that I see savers worrying about over the future of our dollar the effects of this stealth tax we're talking about called inflation, and of course, what these dollars will be able to afford tomorrow. So Aaron, what I thought I would do in a setup to this, because this is really apropos to what we're talking about, I'm going to go back to the year 1963. You with me? Well, okay. I'm not with you because I wasn't born then, but I'm with you in spirit. I, <laughs> okay, I know. I get you. what you're saying. Let's go. <laughs> Very good. So that I was born then. I was alive. Our first house purchased in Lexington in 1963 I forgot to ask my mom the exact amount, but it was around $16,000. Okay, wow. Decent little home. Yeah. Three bedroom, one bath. Back then, you only had one bath. Can you imagine that? Everybody just bath? shared. Oh, yeah. They all shared. Yeah, you were a family of four, right? Yeah. No, I don't think we had an air fresh. I don't think air freshener. You had Lysol back then. That stuff was kind of nasty. You'd spray that. Did you have a window in the bathroom? Had a window. You had opened a window. that up all right. so that all the neighbors could see you. Uh, that was really... <laughs> And then we had this, my mom still has it, a cut-off broomstick to prop the window up because the window wouldn't it'd oh, yeah. slam on you. Yeah. So that was that was kind of funny looking back on it. She still lives in that same house, by the way. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. So 
1963, the median house, the cost of a house was around $18,000, okay? I'm going somewhere with this, folks. We're trying to understand inflation here. 2020, take a guess, Aaron, that same house, the median house today in 2020 would be about what? What would you guess? Three Call bedroom, one bath? We had now two baths. Nobody has two one bath. Two baths, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, nobody we had has a bath one bath anymore. And better median? Air, better um, air freshener today, to keep that in mind. I'll say 205. That's a good guess. 205,000. That's a good guess. According to my sources, there's a couple of varieties on this, but it's around $280,000. 80. Woo, 280. The median, Ooh. yeah. So in other words, the that's that's called inflation, by the way, folks. But in other words, the amount of money my parents borrowed for that first house in 63 uh, was really, when you think about it, all relative to the houses today. So you got to remember, I, we even covered a couple weeks ago. Remember we talked about my granddad's paycheck? What was it, like $379 gross? Something like something? that, yeah. Yeah, but it was all relative. Because even though he only made $379 a week, the cost of housing was $16,000. So you got to ask yourself, well, why, Tony, so why today, after whatever that's been, 60 years almost or whatever, why is the cost of housing so much? Well, folks, you have to understand when we talk about cost, the stealth tax cost of inflation has to be driven by something. You ever thought about that? Why? Why, why all of a sudden do we, you know, pay 16000 for a nice little house, and then 50, 60 years later, it's whatever that is, 10 times? I don't know how many. I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? Right. So you have to go to something called the cost of money. Now, I'm not going to get real complicated here. We're just talking about finance a little bit. Bear with me. So the cost of money means that in order to buy anything, you have to examine its cost. And if money does not have any cost associated with it, or if there's more money supply, remember that definition, money flow supply, then the actual money, because there's more of it floating around, will drive up costs. Give an example. We've used this before, Aaron. If you walked out to the mailbox and you open it up, and I've got a $100 bill here. Okay, I'm going to talk about this $100 bill a little bit. And all of a sudden, you notice this $100 bill is in your mailbox, and you hold it up. You look around, it's yours, right? you got $100. That's your money. I guess. Sure. Right, okay. Yep. You look around. It's in your mailbox. It's in your mailbox. you got $100. You're already thinking about how you're going to spend it. But all of a sudden, as you look down the street, let's get the visual here, folks. I know it's radio. And let's say there's 50 mailboxes, and, I'll, I'll, and at the same time, you had walked out for the morning paper in your mailbox in your bathrobe. You don't walk around your bathrobe outside to check the mail. Not outside, I don't. Jim Gaffigan has a really <laughs> good skit about that. It's funny. But anyway, you look out, and there's 50 other people with bathrobes on checking their mailboxes, and all of a sudden, they too shout out, Woohoo! And they have $100 bills. So now, all of a sudden, the supply of money, Aaron, that you thought was only in your pocket, this $100 bill, which you're already thinking about what you're going to spend it on, everybody else got $100 free bills too. So if everybody else is thinking about spending their $100 bill, and then you go around the whole community and everybody, uh, I was just talking to somebody the other day, they're waiting on their stimulus check. We're going somewhere with this, folks. Hold on. Uh, again, remember when we recorded this, $1.9 trillion, that bill was just passed in Congress. So we're talking about the flow of money, especially free money and why it drives up prices. This is gonna make sense if you'll bear with me. So now, Aaron, you, all the neighbors, everybody around town, armed with this $100 bill, itching to spend it, is gonna go, let's say, to a department store. Let's just picture the department store. Doesn't matter, one of them. 
And all of a sudden, the department store manager gets wind that everybody's got money coming in here ready to spend. Do you think that department store manager would lower the prices or raise prices? He'd probably raise them. Because he knows you got money, right? Right. You can afford to spend more money. So I want to, so use this example. I want to go back in time and help you understand inflation and why none of this, this is my latest saying, Aaron, you've heard me say this, why none of this is real, folks. You have to look at all of this money, all of this flow of money, taxes, the Federal Reserve, stimulus. This is all funny money. Even folks, bear with me now and don't get mad at me for saying this. Even that money you've got in your 401k plan, especially if it's in the stock market, but heck, it could be in government bonds. It doesn't matter anymore. There's a lot of concerns out there. You've got to look at this money as funny money. Remember folks, here's a general rule of finance. A dollar is not worth anything until it's put in your pocket and listen, spent. This is why I spent so much time talking about the $100 bill. Until Aaron takes that $100 bill and spends it, it's funny money because Aaron, you don't know what it's really worth, right? You right. don't know what it's gonna buy. It says $100 on it. I've got this $100 bill. It says $100, I think it's real. The paper seems weird on 100. Sounds know. real. Sounds real, crinkly. It's got a blue line going through it. I think that's so they can't counterfeit it. But anyway, this is real money, but I don't know what it's worth. Don't know what it's going to be worth in the future. In fact, if you go back in time, I had Derek, our technical assistant, research this and he printed this out. This is just historical rates of inflation. If we go back to 1932, that was right smack dab after the Great Depression. That's when my granddad started working for Bell South. We actually, remember, nobody had any money, Aaron, right? We had what's called deflation. So if you were lucky enough to have this $100 bill in your pocket after the Great Depression, when nobody had any money, there was deflation. The deflation was actually negative 10%, meaning actually now this $100 bill was worth an extra 10 cents, right? Because right. the prices had been driven down because nobody had any money. I was gonna say, but more than likely, you were the only one going to your mailbox. Everybody else went to their mailbox and didn't have a $100 bill. So it made my $100 bill much very good. Gotcha. Much, much more valuable. Now, so let's so keep in mind, supply and demand, we're talking about that. The market's crashed, nobody's got any money. So now the money you have in your pocket is worth more. Let's fast forward to right after World War II. 1946, 1947, all these GIs are returning. The government has more and more money. There's less uncertainty. Business is picking up, everybody's excited. The government's starting to print money. And guess what inflation hit the highest point in 1947, it's a pretty big number. In other words, everything went up, started skyrocketing in price because everybody had money. What do you think it was? 30%. 30%, that's not a bad guess, 20. 20, okay. So now, this same $100 bill, Aaron, is only worth about 80 cents. Mm. So folks, when I come back, this is really important. When I come back, I'm gonna talk about the live well, die broke philosophy, how this philosophy coupled with something I call the three halves of life, is going to arm you with more certainty. You see, here's the problem, folks. I don't know what inflation's gonna be. I don't know what the value of a dollar's gonna be. We sure have no idea of what this $30 trillion this country owes, how we're even gonna pay it back and what it's gonna do to your dollar in the future. But I can tell you what, if you are armed with a game plan, if you are armed with a knowledgeable, trusted financial resource such as us at Tony Walker Financial, I'm gonna show you how to fight back the fears of inflation and enjoy your money now before it's too late. I'm Tony Walker, I'll be back in just a moment.
I am retirement specialist Tony Walker, and I just wanted to take just a couple of minutes to share with you a little bit about my story, my history in this business, and how we've become so successful in helping savers worry less about money. You know, over the past 35 years, I didn't always focus on the saver personality, as I like to call it. Uh, years ago, I used to do a lot of money management. In fact, I've been licensed to sell securities and insurance products uh, since 1986. So I've been able to see all of the major downturns the stock market can offer. But quite frankly, the worst downturn that I experienced personally in my practice was the tragic event of 9-11. You see, right before 9-11, if you go back in time, uh, you could throw a dart at a dartboard and pick your stocks. Everything was doing well, and I guess I took it uh, for granted that everything would always go up. In fact, most of my clients during the 90s were in the stock market and doing very, very well, quite frankly. But then, when they flew into those Twin Towers and everything came tumbling and down, not only the Twin Towers, but for three years in a row, the stock market went down. I realized that, you know what? I don't like risking my money and I don't like risking the money of my clients. So following 9-11, I took about the task of trying to find a product and a process that would not only protect my clients' money, but show them how to use and enjoy it. And thus, the worry-free retirement process was born. Now, just to clear up some confusion, a lot of people know that we do a lot of annuities. In fact, some people kid in my business call me the annuity king because personally I've written about as many annuities as anybody in the country. So yes, I love fixed annuities, fixed indexed annuities, and fixed interest annuities. By the way, sometimes people will talk about variable annuities. We do not do variable annuities due to the risk and high fees associated with them. But besides writing a ton of annuities, I still have my roots buried in the investment world. So contrary to what many of our competitors might say, we do provide a great investment platform, one of the lowest cost investment platforms in the industry, currently using Charles Schwab as our custodian. So not only do you get myself with 35 years of experience, but you also get varying products. You get annuities, we offer life insurance, we have investment products through our Charles Schwab platform, and most importantly, you get a team of service experts that's gonna be with you in retirement long after the sale. You see folks, retirement is not just a one-shot deal. Uh, you don't leave your employer and roll your 401k over to somebody and say, I've got a retirement plan. Retirement planning is much, much more. In fact, there's a huge difference between a retirement planning specialist such as us and maybe what you would call a wealth manager or money manager or even a financial advisor. So not only are we fiduciaries, but all we do is retirement planning. So that sounds like you. If you feel like nobody's really in your corner, if you don't have a written game plan that you can follow and monitor, if you feel like maybe you got too much money at risk or that your advisor is not really paying close attention to the details of taxes and fees and social security, all that goes into understanding retirement planning, why don't you give us an opportunity? There's no cost or obligation to meet with me in person. If you're retired or nearing retirement, we can help. So why don't you just click on the Let's Get Started button, and when you click on that button, here's what's gonna happen. Uh, your information is confidentially sent to our office. We don't share that information with outsiders whatsoever. You will be then contacted and arrange either a phone call with myself or to meet in person to discuss your situation. Well, I look forward to talking to you soon.
Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. Uh, if you've just now joined us, we're trying to understand the effects of this stealth tax we call inflation. Boy, it's a doozy. And for, first of all, let me make sure if you've been listening to this show, we are not denying the effects of inflation. Uh, when I say none of this is real, what I'm saying is there is no way for you to try to determine future inflation costs. We don't know if cryptocurrency is going to make it. We don't know what the cost of the dollar is going to be worth. We're not going to be sure if we even are in a global world economy with one currency. There's all kinds of theories floating around, folks. I'm not trying to go there. What I'm trying to do now is arm you with information from a trained retirement specialist, somebody who has been in person, meeting in person with over 15,000 people. Uh, an advisor that has actually overseen 4,000 retirement game plans, someone who has over 2,500 clients, and many of these people are retired. So what I'm gonna share with you folks is the facts of how life plays out. That's all, the, that's all that you can control. Uh, speaking of housing, Aaron, we did this earlier. You know, one of the things you can control is the co cost of housing. You want me to give an example of that? Sure. Okay. So, you know, let's say you only have so much money to live, and we are recording this show in our Louisville, Kentucky studios. Okay, Aaron, so for instance, we're in Kentucky. The median household cost, that's for a new house in Kentucky, now this is median, is $146,000. It's not bad, right? All right, It's in Kentucky. So. Yeah. And remember, the other figure we gave was nationwide. We're just talking about Kentucky. And the average property taxes in Kentucky, $1,200 a year. Not bad. Wouldn't you okay. agree? Okay. Yeah, so bad. for most retirees, even of modest means, that's not really expensive housing cost. Now, the same person came to me, and let's say they had 300000 in their 401k and maybe 100000 in the bank. And they say, Tony, I think I want to go move to San Francisco. The median house cost in San Francisco, California, it's not 146, it's around $950,000. The real estate taxes are over 4,000 a year. Well, you can't afford that. So folks, in that example, what you first have to do is understand, don't spend above your, your basic needs. Be strategic on where you're gonna be spending money, and housing is a good example. We can help you think through costs such as housing. Then the second thing you have to realize, and this is what the financial world hates to tell you, they, they, they know it's true, but they don't wanna talk about it, because remember, they wanna hang on to your money. And this is a fact I've seen. Now this, I'm getting ready to give a caveat. Not unless you go into a nursing home or something. I'm just talking about normal living as you get into retirement, and it's something I call the three halves of life. And here's the facts, folks. As you grow older, as you get into what we call the second half of life, that generally is around 70 to 75 and older, here's the facts. More than likely, if you're an average saver, you will start spending less and less money. Let me repeat that. Unlike the financial world who scares you to death with all this fear and uncertainty and inflation and you gotta have more and more money and you gotta keep taking risk because you'll need more and more money to fight inflation, I'm telling you, more than likely, unless if, again, let me get the caveat, unless you have some catastrophic health issue or something out of the blue that nobody expected, your normal living expenses will actually go down. So what does this mean? Well, what it means is folks, many of you are hoarding and stockpiling way, way too much money because you're fearing something that might happen in the future, but may not. Is this making sense, Aaron? Yeah. I mean, first of all, you may not even be here. <laughs> Live Well, Die Broke says, hey, you could be dead before you even get to these 80 and 90 years of age that everybody's got you scared to death and you gotta have 85% of your pre-tax income saved. See, all of that, folks, is to create fear and doubt in your mind. And if you're a saver, 
And admittedly, most savers don't know a lot about money and finance, inflation, etc. I've never heard of the stealth tax. It scares you to death. So what happens is many of you don't do anything. You won't spend any money. You don't give any away to your kids or grandkids. Uh, or worse yet, you take all kinds of risk or because you're scared or leave it at the bank at 0.5%. It goes on and on and on. So what you have to do is first acknowledge the fact you're not going to be here forever. While you're in good health, you know, you need to enjoy this money and be reasonable. Watch your expenses. We gave the example of housing. There's lots of things we can help you think through. We, again, retirement planning is more than just taking your 401k and buying your free stake and throwing it in a, you know, annuity or something. That's not retirement planning. That's just moving money around. Any, anybody can do that. In fact, uh, we've had her on the show before. I'm working with my granddaughter, Scout. She's getting better and better at this. Here, let's let's turn to Scout, and I'm trying to train her on how to properly say mailbox money. Let her rip, Scout. Mailbox money. So here's the point. As we think about inflation, as we think about an uncertain future, the first question is, do you have a written game plan? Yes or no? Number two, do you have a well-trained retirement specialist that is a fiduciary and has a crackerjack team of service experts and salaried fiduciaries that can help you worry less about money with this game plan and also set up a game plan to help you spend and enjoy this money before it's too late. Well, if not, my question is, why not? Let me make this offer to you. Let's talk. It's easy to do. At best of all, it's free. You can do it in one of two ways. You can log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and click on that Let's Get Started or give us a call at 877-499-9255. That's 877-499-WALK. Well, we've enjoyed being with you today. We look forward to talking to you next week. But you remember, between now and then, if, if all else fails, you be worry-free. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it. Shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.